Blog Talk Radio. Hey all, it's... hey all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the Hi listeners and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show... We welcome super talented singer-songwriter Sydney Lett. We'll um, um, talk with Sydney about her career, music, and, and anything she's working on that uh, uh, she can talk about. Uh, talk about. And, and uh, full disclosure here, folks, I've been, I've been waiting on this interview for, for uh, um, pretty much the second we booked it. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome um, the lovely Miss... Uh, Sydney Lett to the show. Hey, Sydney, how are you? Thank you so much. I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, um, thank you again for doing this today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited. Like, I've been probably more excited about this one than a lot of others, so just don't tell anybody else, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a secret sex with me. Okay, perfect. And like I said in the intro, I... I I've been I've been excited about this this uh interview since uh since we booked it because because I've been uh a fan of you for I couldn't even tell you how long. Oh, that means so much to me. I've been equally a fan of you for as long. Like I love what you do and I love the fact that you showcase so many different people and you are such an amazing, like I just said before we were live, like you're like the human version of Sunshine. So anyone that gets to be on your show is very lucky. All right, folks, it's your show. I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no tears, only happy tears. Those are the only ones allowed. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, uh, I, I do like to start off um, um, pretty much every interview with um, – uh, um, the same question or two. Uh, just kind of, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of tell, uh, tell the listeners uh, how you got into uh, the music business in the first place. Oh my gosh! So that's a that's a long story. So I've always loved music pretty much my entire life. I grew up listening to the old school country music, so Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline. Um, my grandpa was a giant Johnny Cash fan, so I grew up listening to a lot of that. And I, I think I was 10 years old when I wrote my first song and really started wanting to play guitar. And my mom took me to a couple, like, karaoke nights when I was that age because she didn't really know where to take a young girl to learn how to sing or be an artist. And I told her, I think I just turned 11, I was like, Mom, I want to be a country star. And she was like, I went to law school. I have no idea how to help you with that, but we'll figure it out. Um, and we did. I started playing open mic nights when I was probably 11, 12 years old. And our local talent show, I'm from uh, outside of Des Moines, Iowa. And so I started doing that and playing with a local band in Wisconsin uh, called the Back Home Boys and got invited to open for Blake Shelton and a few other artists through knowing them. So after that, I was hooked. It, it kind of just pulled me in, and I've been in it for the last 15 years now. Nice. Uh, and and uh, I sort of have have a similar story uh, as to how I got into uh, – well. I've been playing guitar now for the last maybe ten years or so. I've been playing. Uh, I'm playing awesome. guitar, and mm-hmm. I actually 
I played a time or two with with a local band, and it's the only time I ever play out. Uh, we play. Uh, I played a few years ago at a local Fourth of July party, and oh, that's so I'm fun. hoping to get. I'm hoping to get to um, do that again again this year because because uh, um, the last couple of years it, it it didn't happen because of obvious reasons. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, happens again this year. But but I've been a fan of country music um, pretty much ever since I was about five years old. So oh, that's awesome. That sounds like me. I think once you when you grow up listening to it and it's all you know you realize how unlucky you are to have grown up that way. I feel like a lot of my Absolutely. friends di- didn't grow up that way. Yeah, so I'm trying to, like, show them the ropes. I'm like, yes, there's some really great modern music, but, like, they got to go back and appreciate the old school stuff because that's where we all came from and started from. Absolutely. Uh, I remember uh, uh, my first introduction to uh, 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 country music. I was, like I said, four or five years old, and it was, uh, it was uh, George Stake's debut album. I had it on a little. I had it on on a cassette tape, and yes, mm-hmm. folks, I'm aging myself here. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, I absolutely I wore that tape out, you know, just just mm-hmm. uh, uh, top to bottom. I, I absolutely wore the thing out. Oh, and I love that. I love when you can listen to the first song and listen all the way through to the last song and actually get to hear the artist's whole story. I love that we're able to release singles so easily now, but I kind of miss the days of being able to like be excited for a whole record and listen to the whole thing and fall in love with the entire experience and not just the song. Oh, me and you both. Uh, there is mm-hmm. absolutely nothing I love more uh, than listening to a full album top to bottom because oh, because, yeah, uh, uh, because you get... Uh, uh, everything the singer was going through uh, at the exactly. time that they made this album. So mm-hmm. it's a chapter in their life, and I feel like there's so many albums that I relate to, like being a chapter in mine. Like it's crazy to think about, like what that becomes for somebody else. And like George Strait probably has no idea how many people feel that way about his albums, and it's it's crazy to think the impact that music like that has. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. and I'm lucky because because I live about. Uh, two and a half hours from Nashville, so uh, oh, that's so uh, that is like like uh, my absolute favorite city in this world. I go pretty much every oh, chance I get, it. and mm-hmm. it's it's I've spent so much time in Nashville uh, that I'm surprised they haven't officially adopted me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just move there at this point. I love that town. It's, there's a magic in that town that, I mean, no matter how it changes, I think it'll always be there. Like, whenever I drive, so I live in North Carolina, and whenever I drive to Nashville, I'm usually there, like, once a month. Like, when I drive over the bridge, like, across the river, and I can see the skyline, like, I cry every time. Ever since I was 13, the first time I went there, like, always makes me cry being there. Like, my favorite, well, uh, uh, one of my favorite things to do uh, in Nashville is just, it just drive down Broadway uh, oh, yeah. with the uh, uh, windows roll down and just hear uh, the music come out of mm-hmm. bars. Oh, my gosh. So you're so right on that because there's so much talent down there. Like, you walk into any bar and whoever you hear is absolutely amazing. Like, it's crazy the amount of talent in that town. It's wild. Oh, 100%. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, uh, uh, um, the next question I did have for you is if you could go back and and change one thing about your career to this point, would you, and mm-hmm. uh, what would it be? 
Oh, that's a, I, I saw your interview questions earlier. Like, that was one that, for one, I've never been asked, so I appreciate that. I love that. Um, honestly, I feel like there are so many things that a normal person would probably change about how my career has gone. But I also feel like I wouldn't be the person that I am if I went back and did anything differently. Like, there were a lot of struggles and hard moments in my career, but I feel like all of those moments had to make me the person that I am and also by that the writer that I am. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to tap into my feelings so easily, I guess, if I hadn't been through health, I guess, so to speak. Um, but, no, I don't think I would. I think I appreciate the entire journey. And it's definitely not been an easy one and still isn't an easy one. But I think it's played out exactly how God wanted it to. So I'm just going to just keep going and see where it takes me. <laughs> uh, you know, um, there's a saying that, that I always refer to a lot that says, let me see if I can get this right. It says, it says normal people want their scars to heal, but uh, uh, creative people want to to stick their finger in it and make it hurt a little bit more. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That is so true. That is so, so true. And it's funny, too. I feel like as a songwriter, it's so much easier to write about being sad than it is to write about being happy. Like, I feel like writing about your struggles and, like, what you've been through is, like, so much easier to tap into than writing a happy, fun, like, I, I feel, at least for me, my experience in that has always been, I'll go to a sad ballad in a minute before I'll write a happy song. Oh, especially in country music. I mean, I mean, country music to me is like the sad song capital of music. Oh my gosh, 100%. Like, there's, I feel like most of the legendary country songs are based on some kind of sadness or tragedy, which, I mean, is totally relatable, and there's not many genres right. that are that honest in their storytelling. I think that's why I love country music so much. Is it's very vulnerable. Uh, um, um, one of my favorite classic country songs is uh, He Stopped Loving Her Today. Oh, I my God, that's such a good that song. song. Legendary. George Jones, ugh, he's so good. Absolutely, Absolutely. amazing. That that caliber of artists, like that, that entire generation of music was something that we are all lucky to have as country music fans. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah. crazy to think oh, where yeah. we started. And and uh, and a few years ago, I, I remember watching um, uh, um, Ken Burns' country music special, mm-hmm. and and at that point, I was just sort of, I was just sort of getting into the industry uh, uh, through this podcast or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in it maybe maybe four or five years at that point, but yeah, but that. Uh, um, that documentary absolutely slapped me in the face uh, as far as uh, the things I didn't know in this industry, you know? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I've learned, like, I had um, a really good friend of mine that I met. If he's listening, hi, Ed. Um, but I live um, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina now, and I randomly met a guy at Walmart, of all places, um, named Ed Robinson, and he was one of the original country music program directors and one of the first ones in the Charlotte area. And something he shared with me that I didn't know was that um, Charlotte was actually the first country music capital of the world, I guess, um, back in the 30s and 40s. And so Bill Monroe and um, the Car- Cash family, I mean, a lot of people were here before they were in Nashville. And so right. learning that was kind of crazy because I ended up in Charlotte from Nashville through NASCAR, and I did not have any idea the country music history that was here when I got here. So it's, it's definitely crazy. It's, it's very much a... Uh, I feel like if you're going to be a country music fan, you got to study the whole the whole story, the entire side of it, because you gotta you gotta appreciate where we came from to appreciate where we are. I feel like. Oh, agreed, a hundred percent. Okay, uh, so 
uh, 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 something else I'm really curious about. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when everything is said and done with your career, say 30, 40, 50 years down the road, and, mm-hmm. and you've, you've uh, uh, played the Grand Ole Opry multiple times, you become oh, an Opry member. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, You're making me cry now. <laughs> Uh, what impact or legacy would you like? Would you uh, uh, like to leave in this industry? Wow, that is um, that's a really great question. I honestly, I feel like I just want to leave the kind of impact that shows people that they don't have to change who they are for anything. I feel like as an artist, it's so easy to be roped into a million different directions, and it's so easy to listen to people around you telling you who to be and what to say. And I feel like if I could leave anything behind for the next generation or for my future kids or future country music artists, fans, anyone in the industry, I would say, like, I want to be the person that shows you that it's completely okay to be everything that you were made to be and not to change that for anybody. You have to be authentically you. There can only be one you in the world, and you were put here for a reason, and you have to chase that and not let anyone else take that from you. I absolutely love that. Uh, uh, Now, (laughs) uh, the reason I ask that is, is I've been in this podcast industry uh, almost ten years now, like I said earlier, and oh, that's awesome. and I've kind of been thinking about about my uh, it, my uh, impact or legacy in the podcast industry, and and yeah. uh, what I want to leave behind, you know, uh, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and I think uh, um, beyond anything um, that I do uh, uh, professionally with this industry. I think I just want to be known for for um, just being a good dude, you know? Oh, I promise you will be known for that. You have the most amazing heart and soul and a lot of people that I've known, and I promise you, you will definitely leave that impact. You make that impact already, so. And again, I'm going to go cry now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we said there was going to be a lot of tears in this interview before we even started it, so. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we promised them what uh, they got. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, um, this is sort of a fun question for you. Mm-hmm. If you weren't an artist, what would you be doing right now? Oh my gosh. So let's see. I would probably not to quote the great Luke Combs, but I would still be doing it in some way. I feel like I don't um, either songwriting or just songwriter. Um, maybe management on the artist side. If we completely flipped it and I wasn't in the industry at all, I've always wanted to open, like, a cute little coffee shop slash open mic spot slash bookstore slash basically what the inside of my brain looks like in store form. And I'll probably still do that one day, but that's probably what I would be doing if I wasn't doing music. Nice. And mm-hmm. and I'm so glad you brought up Luke Combs because, because the first I time I heard so that much. song, the first time I heard that song doing this, I, oh, I might have so shed. I might have shed a few tears. <laughs> it wasn't yep, even funny. Same here. <laughs> same here. I remember when Luke was still playing at some of the same places I was when I still lived in Nashville, and he was driving a beat up Dodge Neon around and carrying his gear, and he was so down on himself because of what the industry. I guess he just kind of. I mean, we all go through that spot where we're like, "Do we really fit in right. here? Do we really like? Can we really make an impact?" And watching him go from that to where he is is absolutely amazing. It could not happen to a better guy. And 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 that first line when he said, uh, someone asked me once in an interview, uh, uh, what would you be doing if you, or, uh, what would you be doing if you wasn't doing this? I absolutely mm-hmm. perked up because because that is 
that's pretty much the exact same question I just asked you. And, yep, exactly. And, uh, I love that. And I asked that to pretty much every single artist I ever interviewed. So I'm like, oh. wait, did he just say that? <laughs> what is happening that's right so now? That's so crazy. <laughs> you're like, wait, that, I, that sounds so familiar. And then you're like, mentally, did I interview Luke? Cause did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, did I, um, did I actually just dream that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe it happened and I just I was drunk or something. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, uh, um, but we were talking about about uh, uh, a lesson you'd learned in this industry earlier. But uh, what's the biggest uh, biggest lesson this industry taught you? Oh wow, um, <laughs> it's taught me a lot of hard ones. I will say. Probably that you can't you can't base who you are on someone else's opinion because they are always whether you're with a record label or a manager or in a songwriting room people are always going to have an opinion of who you are and I feel like you have to know exactly who you are before you let those opinions matter you can take them for what they're worth you can you know obviously accept critical criticism when it's not like you know somebody just being down on you and constructive criticism, I'll say. I haven't had enough caffeine today. Um, but I feel like it's definitely taught me that I have to know who I am and what I want before I can be anything that I want to be. I have to know where I'm headed. I have to know what I want to say. And I feel like for a long time when I lived in Nashville, I would let other people decide who I was based on, like, okay, well, you know, this songwriter thinks that I should say this, so maybe this is what I should say. Or maybe if this record label wants to sign me, then maybe I should be what they want instead of being who I am. And I feel like you'll always find the right people and the right team, the right label, the right writers, if you are authentically yourself. And it took me, I mean, I'm 25 now, and I feel like I'm just starting to understand that and realize how important that is. But I feel like that's probably the biggest lesson it's taught me just as a person and as an artist. You have to be yourself. You have to wholeheartedly accept that for whoever it is and just go with it because you'll end up where you're meant to be if you stick with that. Absolutely. Uh, and and. And this is totally off topic, totally uh, <laughs> off anything, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I've actually, uh, um, I know she said, I know she said that you're you're originally from Iowa, uh, uh, am, but yeah. you're now living in in North Carolina. I've been to both of mm-hmm. those states. <gasps> you have really? Oh my gosh! There's not a lot <laughs> in Iowa. Not a lot. I remember. <laughs> uh, I was driving through Iowa. Uh, I forgot where I was going, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it was me and my family driving through Iowa. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And, and, There's lots, lots of corn. <laughs> and this is hilarious. My dad, I'm I'm about to to uh, to uh, 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 tell off on my dad right now. My dad <laughs> was my dad was absolutely enthralled with those little farmhouses. He was totally oh, enthralled with God. that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's how I grew up. That's so funny. I've it's funny, like watching a lot of my friends that live um in North Carolina, a lot of them are from the city and they aren't really familiar with like farm country and there is a house I grew up in, um, for a little while that we had like eighty acres of farmland and then hundred and fifty behind us and it wasn't ours, it was all rented out by farmers, but I grew up literally on a dirt road with like no neighbors. And my friends in the city were like, what? You couldn't see another house? Like, all you could see was corn? I'm like, imagine an ocean, and it's just corn. And you can't see, you can see for miles, and it's just corn. That's literally, that's it. <laughs> I live out in the sticks myself. I mean, I mean, um, um, people just moved in 
about probably half a mile from us, but but mm-hmm. uh, prior to that, uh, my closest neighbor out here was probably five miles. That's awesome. See, and that, like, where I'm growing up, like, five miles was probably, like, still too close for me. I'd be like, mm, nope, I can see their roof from here. I don't need to be farther away. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so, so I do understand that, that, like, country life, I do understand that because, because I'm from out in the sticks myself. So there I you love go. that. That's awesome. See, we're just good old country kids. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, um, this is a fun question. Uh, um, considering we're we're uh, uh, we're sort of uh, having fun now. This is sort of a fun question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're yeah. stranded on a a a uh, deserted island, and you want to take three things with you. What are you taking? Oh gosh. Okay. So my guitar would definitely be one of them. Um, one of my ponies, because I'm going to have to get somewhere. I'm going to have to ride around because I'm too lazy to just walk around an island and, like, pick up coconuts and stuff because I don't know what else you do on an island. So definitely my guitar, a pony, and probably just, like, an endless supply of, like, pens and paper and then just sit out there and write and, like, just enjoy the quiet. I think those would be the three things I'll take. <laughs> if a horse no. counts as a thing, maybe that's, like, a, a person. Absolutely, I don't know. it does. I, 100%. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> If I was in that situation, I'd have to have another person, because because if if I couldn't talk to anybody, I would just drive myself insane. Oh, especially with what you do, that would be hard. I couldn't see. I could be okay for a little while on my own, but I mm, I don't know. I'd, I'd just talk to my horse. I feel like he couldn't judge me, or like even if he was, I wouldn't know if he was. So. Anything he said True. back to me wouldn't be in English, so would be good. I could <laughs> vent to him all day. I'd do that anyways. They all think I'm crazy, probably. <laughs> uh, and speaking of your of your animals, I love everything you post about those animals. Oh, thank you. They're my babies. They're my whole life. That's for sure. I love them. It's it, it's uh, uh, following you on Instagram is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always very interesting. I have. I always tell people, like, I'll warn people at shows, I'll be like, hey, follow me on Instagram, but just know that, like, I'm probably just going to post pictures of coffee, my donkeys, and my sheep that's named Kevin. That's probably going to be all you see on there. <laughs> and some songs every once in a while, you know. <laughs> and, and I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank um, you. I appreciate that. Um, this is probably um, the last couple questions I've got for you, but uh, 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 professionally speaking, what's the best thing that's mm-hmm. ever happened to you? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Probably, okay, so I was probably 16 years old, and Mark Nestler, uh, shout out to Mark, is one of my favorite writers and has been one of my favorite writers pretty much my entire life until I could figure out that I could pull the little booklets out of the CDs and see who wrote the songs, and I was obsessed with a lot of Mark's stuff. He's written um, Go On for George Strait. He's written I Just Used Smile for Tim McGraw. He's had a lot of number one hits. And I was 16 years old, and we were at this, like, for 15 years old, I think, um, we were at this, like, writer's round um, for a benefit concert for a friend of mine, and I didn't realize that Mark was playing at it. And we walked in, and they had just announced that he was up there, and I was with my mom, and I freaked out. I fangirled so hard. I was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, like, Mark Nestler, he's written all my favorite songs. And she was like, all right, well, after the show, just go up and talk to him. Just introduce yourself. And I was shaking. I was like, Mama, I can't. I can't do that. Like, that's 
like, he won't want to talk to me. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, what do I do? And he went to get up after he played and was getting ready to leave. And my mom was like, all right, this is your last chance. So you can either be a grown up and face your fears of being shy or you're probably never going to get to meet him. And she was right. And I walked up to him and I was like, I love your music. I would love to write with you. And I'm 16 years old. I'm from Iowa. Like, I've never written with anybody before, but here I am. And he kind of laughed and smiled and took my phone. And he's like, all right. He's like, I'll put my number in. He's like, I would love to write with you. I'd love to see what you've got. And uh, 10 years later now, Mark is basically my adopted dad. We have written almost all my stuff together, and he's considered family at this point. And so he has taught me so much about being a writer and just about the industry when he was in it. And he's still writing amazing songs. And it's just crazy how, how much I would be different, how much my career would probably have taken a different direction if I hadn't just gotten up that day and had the courage to walk up to him. And he's one of the most important people in my life and in my career now. So it's pretty crazy how that happened. That is cool. <laughs> Thank that you. Is He's awesome. So cool. Uh, uh, um, you know, I have a similar story, but not, but not, uh, uh, as a writer. You know, um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists of all time is Garth Brooks. Okay. Oh, I love Garth. He's amazing. I absolutely love Garth. Well, um, a oh, few years so ago. Good. Um, I think this was 2019, 2018, something like that. Uh, Garth was mm-hmm. playing at the the uh, listening room in Nashville, which doesn't oh, happen. I love the listening room. Oh which, my gosh! Which um, that doesn't happen anymore, you know. Um, yeah, Garth no, plays not a small at all. venue like that. So, oh, so, so cool. uh, and and it was on my aunt's birthday, and my aunt oh lives my about gosh. probably 20 minutes outside of downtown Nashville. So it's perfect. Oh, that is uh, so cool. Uh, and uh, and I call her up. I said, "Hey, um, I'm Garth is playing uh, at the listening room on your birthday, and I can get his tickets. You want to go?" She's like, "Dude, are you kidding me? Absolutely, I want to go." Oh my god! You're like, no. Of so, course, I don't want to go. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, so we go. That's awesome. Uh, and and Garth plays probably forty five minutes ish. Uh, oh so. Uh, and just absolutely uh, kills it, just just as Garth does, you know. So, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, at the end of the show, I'm sitting there talking to a buddy of mine that I'd made, uh, 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 that I made friends with, um, 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 and he was sort of the opener for Garth. Uh, oh my gosh. And, and mom comes up for him, er, and mom comes up to me and goes, "Hey, follow me." So I'm thinking, what's she doing now? Because. Uh, if anybody, if anybody out there knows my mom, this is totally on brand for her completely. So <laughs> I love that. So, that sounds like my mom. I think our moms would be friends. <laughs> so, uh, 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 so uh, she has somehow talked her way backstage to the listening room, found mm-hmm. Garth's security guard, um, tells the security guard what a fan I am of Garth. Um, oh my gosh! The 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 security guard flags down Garth, and she tells Garth the same thing. And Garth is like, "Sure, um, bring him on back. I'd love to meet him." So, oh my gosh! We go back, and it's at, it's an absolute madhouse back there, as as any a backstage area probably would be. But um, uh, uh, um, Garth comes up. I shake his hand. And I'm and I'm pretty sure I called him I called him uh, uh, Mr. Brooks. 
Because at that point, oh my, my mouth, that's awesome. my, my mouth and my brain were not working properly at that point. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, mine uh, wouldn't be either if I was with Garth Brooks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, uh, and and I was just expecting kind of like a quick, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ten second meet and greet. No. Yeah. This man, this man sits down with me and proceeds to have a full-on 10 to 15-minute conversation. I love that. I've heard that about Garth so many times, and that just makes my heart happy. He's exactly who he appears to be, and I love that. Who does that anymore? I mean, seriously. You know, right? it, it was, ah. wow. Uh, and That is so and, cool. And, and one thing you told me, Sydney, mm-hmm. will we'll, uh, stick with me until the day I die. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, when I told him what I do with the podcast, he goes, good. Oh, we need people like you out there supporting independent artists. So true. I could have died right there. That is so, so true. Oh, my gosh. That is the, that is the coolest compliment. That's amazing. That's definitely going to be a core memory for you forever. <laughs> I could have absolutely died right there. I'm like, uh, oh, my gosh. B- b- I think I would out, have. That's how I'd be with Dolly. <laughs> When we walked out, I looked at mom. I'm like, "Did that just actually happen back there?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> you wake up the next day and you're pinching yourself. You're like, "Did I really meet Garth?" Oh my gosh! It, it, it's That's like, amazing, dude. You just freaking met Garth Brooks. What the crap? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that is amazing. I'm so glad you got to meet him. That is so so cool. And and seriously, and I'm not just saying this because I met him, uh, but. But uh, Garth is seriously um, the absolute nicest man in this industry. Oh, I love that so much. I have a really good friend that used to work for him, and he, he said that a lot, too. He said Garth is one of the most authentic and down-to-earth people, and he's the real deal, and he will stay in a meet-and-greet line until the very last person leaves. And I've always I've loved that. I love that he waits for every single person and makes every single person feel special, and he genuinely loves the people that love him, and I, that's just so beautiful. That doesn't happen oh, to totally any that. anymore. Um, um, did you oh, know yeah. that, 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 uh, he's not doing stadium shows anymore after this run? I did. I did hear that. I don't know. I think he'll come back. He always says that he's done, but I think once it's in your blood, I think, I think you'll see him do it again. That's just my gut feeling. I don't know anything I about think so, it, but too. I feel like that. I think he'll come back. <laughs> I don't think he's done by a long shot. Uh, oh no. Okay. I think he loves it way too much to be done. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one more mm-hmm. question for you, then I think we're gonna gonna uh, uh, let you go and let you get about your evening. But uh, uh, yeah, of course. As a as a very very creative person, which I know you obviously are, uh, what inspires or motivates you? I would say honestly, just life and what I go through. I feel like I try to be as honest as possible in my writing, just because I. I know that life is not easy for anybody, and I feel like if I can write about the hard things that I'm going through, then the pain that I'm going through is not wasted. Um, so I feel like a lot of things inspire me. I can, you know, I could see like a couple running to each other at the airport, and that'll inspire me. And um, just, just life, just witnessing what's around me, I feel like it's my biggest inspiration. But my motivation is definitely just seeing my past self and my 14-year-old self, and who she would want me to be, and what she would want me to settle for and what she would want me to fight for. And I feel like that's, that's what motivates me. I want to, I want to be a girl that she would be proud of and just not let myself down, I guess. And also my ponies deserve bigger pastures. So that's another big motivation for me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, this has been, been 
so much fun getting to, to uh, talk with you today. Uh, thank you again yes, for doing this. This has been awesome. Of course. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. And 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 seriously, I mean, I say this all the time, but seriously, it, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, whether it's thank you so much. a promotion for a new single or or just as a friend, I mean, um, um, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much. Same goes for you. Like, I think you're stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's something I can live with. <laughs> um, oh, you're so sweet. Uh, and I don't say this often, but I feel like I should. I am rooting so hard for you. Thank you so much. That, now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> that seriously means the world to me. I so appreciate you, and I'm very, very grateful that you're in my life. I so appreciate that. I, uh, you know, I always say that that if I care about you and what you're doing, I'll be your mm-hmm. your uh, uh, biggest cheerleader and your biggest champion. You know. I love that so much. Well, same goes for you. I'm definitely your biggest fan and champion as well. I love what you're doing, and as an independent artist, it's really, really great to see people like you fighting for us. Say it's so hard to do what we do, anyways, but to have people like you that are literally fighting so hard for us, right as hard as we're fighting that. Not many people are willing to take that on. So that's a very special gift that you have, and don't forget that. Don't forget what you're doing for so many people. It's a very, very special thing. Oh, well, I appreciate the kind words. And, and, and uh, well, I'm not, I'm not in the industry as, as a writer or an artist. Uh, I, I've seen the grind. I know what it mm-hmm. takes. I've, I've seen the tough moments. I've seen the... the uh, wins, uh, the successes, the, the, uh, uh, the losses. I've seen it all. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, um, this music business is, is one of the, if not the toughest business to crack. Agreed. Definitely. It's definitely a rough one. I feel like it's definitely one that's worth it if you're willing to put the fight into it, but it's definitely not worth it or not, not hard. Or not easy by any means, but I think anything that is worth it is hard, and I feel like if you're meant to do something and you have it in your soul to do it, you got to chase that. you got to just put the hard work in, and ultimately you'll get where you're meant to be. Absolutely, and and and, and like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting so hard for you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. I'm rooting for you right back. Well, I appreciate that, and and I think I'm gonna uh, I'll let you go and and uh, and and let you get back to your evening. But but uh, this has been been uh, uh, so much fun, Sydney. This has been so awesome. Thank you so so much. I so appreciate you. This is a blast. All right, I'll I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You have a great night. Okay. Uh, all right. You too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss Sydney Lett. That girl is just beyond awesome to me. Uh, okay, uh, next Tuesday at uh, uh, 4.30 Central, we welcome the uh, the incredibly talented Miss uh, Becca Bowen to the show. Uh, so I think with that, I, I think I'm going to end the episode right here. Uh, you've been listening to um, What Days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.